Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. We are going to talk about how to keep going when you may not feel like going. So it's going to be a good night. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, touching each and every one of us, giving us understanding and knowledge. We ask that you would open our spiritual ears and our eyes that we may hear and see you tonight. Father, we ask that in all that we do with you, that we would get understanding, that it would start to really connect to our spirit and really start to grasp what you're doing. And Father, that we wouldn't just be hearers of the word, that we would be doers as well, that we would want to partake of our part in the kingdom, that we would give time to those things that you called us to do, that we would make an urgency in our heart, that our passion and our desire would grow, that we would really take serious the great privilege, the honor it is to be used in any capacity in your kingdom. We thank you tonight, Father, for helping mature us and grow us in your understanding, and we pray that uh, after we have this teaching deposited into us, that God, it'll strengthen us, encourage us, and help us to keep moving forward. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right. So, uh, we're going to talk tonight, as soon as I click this button over here and get things set up, uh, we're going to talk tonight about how to keep on moving forward. So, turn to me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I want to talk to you about, we're going to use Paul as an example tonight, but one of the questions that we can run into sometimes is how do we keep going when, you know, we don't feel like going? And it's not hard to get in that slump sometimes. And unfortunately, we wish it was a lot harder to get into it. But uh, as all of us know, we've been serving God for a while. Uh, it can be difficult and we can get into a slump where it feels like, you know, um, we just kind of want to give up. Maybe it's even more extreme. Maybe it's to the point where you say, I already did give up. I don't want to do it at all anymore. And how do we find strength? How do we keep going? And I know the answer. We tell people to pray and to press in. But I want to give you some Bible here and, and some really heartfelt, you know, from, from my heart, some experiences and also from the Word of God that I believe will encourage you and help you through times uh, that you may or get to a point where you just feel like I'm done, I don't want to do it. You might fall into a little bit of depression. It could be spiritual, it could be physical, uh, but we want to make sure that we have some tools to help us get through these kind of things. Because part of spirit life, like part of living in the spirit and serving God is, and then I'm not saying you have good and bad days, but you're going to have days where it's easier and days where it's harder. Every day is a good day with the Lord. So never say you're having a bad day, but some days may be harder and some days may be easier, but we want to learn how to continue to keep going. We want to uh, make sure we learn how to press in towards the high call on God and, and keep moving forward. And before we really get into it much more, you know, most of the videos that people put on, they have to understand social media, it's, you know, it's a blessing. It can also be used negatively, but it is a blessing. You know, a lot of what we see is just people's good days, you know, like the best parts of our life. Everyone, no matter who you are, if you're in this body, in other words, if you live in a body, humanity, you're not always going to have it to be easy. Some days are going to be just hard. And there's nothing wrong with that. The Bible doesn't say that we're never supposed to have certain feelings. Example, cast all your cares, all your anxiety on him. He never says you're not going to have them. He said if you have them, cast them on him. Put all your worries on him. You know, And so you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't get discouraged if things aren't easy for you every day. They aren't for anyone. 
Just remember social media, these different things are showing you people at their best, not at their worst. Well, maybe sometimes, but that's a different conversation. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to go to verse 16. I'm going to hop over here real quick uh, and see if I can see what's going on on the Facebook here. And we are going to look at chapter 16. Therefore, do not lose heart, but through our outer man is decaying, though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is working out for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not to things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, and you got to realize that, you know, when we go through things and we're going through them in the outer man, you know, this flesh, it is decaying. We, we're losing it. Uh, no one lives forever in this body. We live forever, just not in this body. And we're reading, you know, in verse 16, your inner man is being renewed day by day because your inner man, the who of you that goes to heaven, the real part of you, not your flesh, that's being renewed every day. That never goes anywhere. So you want to always put your perspective on the realities of that you are a spiritual being. This is number one. You are a spiritual being. You live in a body. You are not your body. You are a spiritual being. Right For our momentarily light affliction is working for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. And that's a lot. But Paul's saying the little stuff that we're going through, light affliction, it's working out for us an eternal weight of glory. So we're learning about God. We're learning uh, about perseverance, about patience, about endurance. And if you're going through something, you want to light this light affliction is working out for us an eternal weight of glory far above Far beyond all comprehension. You want to make sure in everything that happens in your life, every moment of every uh, day, of every event, of every circumstance, all together. I mean, I'm saying everything, every second, all the time. You want to make sure you take those moments and we're using them to understand the weight of glory that's beyond comprehension. In other words, the weight of, and the weight means the heaviness of the glory of God that we are going to go and live with the Lord forever. We're learning about God. Now, I'm not saying God calls this. It's a whole other teaching. I'm not saying God causes everything that happens. I'm not saying that. Sometimes there are choices. Sometimes it's the enemy. Great topic, not tonight. But what I am saying that no matter what is going on in your life, it is an opportunity for you to use it to see the glory of God in that situation. And so if you're down and out, you can just say, I'm down and out. Or you can find your strength in the Lord. You can find the joy of his strength. You can find his peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, yeah, that's all work. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to get up and pursue it. But it's also work to stay down. It just doesn't feel like it's work to stay down. It feels like that's what the easy route to do. But it's not because we are not designed by God to be stagnant or to be still people. We are meant to be kingdom builders. Everything in the kingdom of God is organically, or in other words, is naturally, by God's design, moving forward. It's always moving forward. Since Genesis to now, it's moving forward. And we know that the words God spoke about creation, let there be light, let there be light, we know they're still producing life. It never ends. It keeps moving forward. We were not designed to sit still. And I don't mean in the sense of you got to be busy, busy, busy. We're supposed to rest. The Lord shows that. But we are designed to be a people to keep moving forward. So in everything you do, you want to find for us the eternal weight of his glory. And you want to call these things light afflictions. 
Listen, while we're not looking at the things which are seen, because if you're going to put your eyes on the evident things of what you're seeing, maybe your bank account or maybe your health or maybe uh, the situation relationships or your children or your job or whatever it may be, the aches and pains. If you put your eyes on those things which are seen, you're, you're going to eventually be moved by what you're putting your attention to. It's not a mind over matter. It's a biblical truth. Where your heart is, right? Where you put your action to, where you put your faith into, is what you will become. It, it's a demonstration of the evidence of our life. In other words, when we say, I'm going to focus and focus and focus and my heart's in all these negative things, you're going to go there. And, you know, there is some creative part of that, of our words having power. But this is more of a sense of if you're going to just lay there and it's going to hurt. And listen, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. And I'm not saying you don't want to lay. I'm not saying you don't have good reason. But if you focus on that, it's going to start to become part of your language, part of your mindset, part of what you believe you are. And Paul's saying, but we're supposed to look at the things which are not seen. The things which are seen are temporal. This is temporal. In other words, every day that you give to your body to listen to it or your emotions or your feelings is a day of your existence on this planet lost. You don't get it back. You never get it back. When you lose sleep, you don't make it up the next night. You, you lost that sleep. You just get more the next day. We don't ever get a chance to have these, what time is it? It's 8.13, right? So you don't get these 13 minutes back that you just been spent uh, joining me here on Spirit Life. It's over. You, you can't get them back. That's how this works. Time keeps moving. It stops for nobody. Now, when we get to heaven, we're going to look back and realize in the scope of eternity how small our lifespan is. Even if our life was a thousand years, it's not. But if it was a thousand years, compared to eternity, it, it, is, it is a pin, like a little mark on a mile-long piece of paper. It's, it's not something we can comprehend here in the natural. And I don't think we're able to. Uh, because we don't have that sense. And I believe we don't have it till we get to heaven and we look back and like, oh, we get it now, but by then it won't matter because you'll be in heaven and you won't want to come back. And so while I look at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So the part of you serving God, the part of you getting up and moving forward, the part of you that will get yourself moving, that is the eternal part of you. That is the part that we're not supposed to lose heart. We're not supposed to grow weary. We're not supposed to get faint in. We're supposed to push through into that with great strength and boldness, even when your flesh doesn't want to cooperate. You want to keep pursuing it. If your flesh is to the point where it's so uncooperative, you can't even get up, it, it, you can still use your mouth. You can still pray. You can still sing praise. You can still use your eyes and read the Bible. There's always a way to use your situation towards the glory of God even if you don't feel like it. Because what we want to build is what is eternal. And what is eternal is our spirit, is who we are on the inside. That is eternal, and we want to build that. We want to make sure we're putting all of our effort, all of our energy, and all of our care and concern into the things that are eternal. Even in your family, your bank accounts, your jobs, and all these things, you want to pray into those things on the internal part of them not the parts that are temporal, right? You don't need the right job for God to bless you. You need a good and a better relationship with God and an understanding of him for him to bless you, right? God can use anything to promote your well-being. Your children don't have to be what we would consider perfect. They just have to have the knowledge of the Lord and he can guide and direct their paths. And we don't know the outcome in these light afflictions, but we have to trust him in them. 
We have to trust him in our life. If you're having a, a hard day, you don't just throw it off and just say, oh, well, I'll serve God tomorrow. No, look at the eternal purpose of it. Look at the eternal part of what God is doing in your life. And I, I want to tell you the next part that we're going to look at in 2 Corinthians. I'm not doing this to compare your situation and Paul's. or I'm not doing that. But I want to give you an example of the kind of man that we're reading about. Because he's saying our momentarily light affliction. Remember that, light affliction. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. This is, this is Paul, light afflictions and temporary. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three. All right, you still with me? You good? I, I talk fast, but that's because I try to hurry up on spirit life and uh, keep it to 30 minutes. Actually, I think I talk fast regardless of amount of time, but it's a good excuse uh, while we're doing it. So 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three, Are they all ministers of Christ? I speak as if insane. I more so in far more labors in far more imprisonments, in beatings without number, in frequent dangers of death. Now, this is Paul who just said our light temporary afflictions. Five times in verse 24, I received from the Jews 40 lashes, less one. 25. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've spent in the deep. In verse 26, I have been on frequent journeys and dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in desolate places, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brothers. In verse 27, I've been in labor and hardship, in many sleepless nights, in starvation and thirst, often hungry, in cold, and without enough clothing. In 28, apart from such external things, there is a daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my being weak? Who is made to stumble without my burning concern? So Paul's telling you in, in, in everything, even in church now, he has the um, pressure on him of concern. And Paul says, if I have to boast, I'll boast of what pertains to my weakness. This is a man who's telling us that his light, temporary afflictions, right, and not setting your eyes on them. And I don't, I don't know about you, but you read this list a couple times, and imprisonment and beating without numbers, danger to death, five times, 40 lashes, less one, three times beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, and all this is because he's serving God. It's This list, nothing on here is because of Paul just being Paul. This is because of his call, of him serving God, his persecution for serving God. He wouldn't have any of this happen if he wasn't serving God. And all this he's saying, I'm not going to count all this as something that I should boast on. I'm going to boast of my weakness. I'm going to use these light temporary afflictions so that I can grow in the deep knowledge and the glory of God in who I am. I'm going to focus on the eternal point. I'm not going to focus on the external, you know, the temporary stuff. I'm going to focus on the inner spiritual part. And Paul is giving us an example that you can go through all these things, all these things, and it's not going to change anything about how God feels about you. It's not going to change your responsibility, your call. I mean, Paul still wrote three quarters of the New Testament. It doesn't change anything. He had sleepless nights. Did you hear that in verse 27? Been in labor, hardship, and many sleepless nights. I know a lot of Christians, if you have a sleepless night, 
you know, you have this mentality that the next day should be horrible or that you can't, you know, go to church or serve God or this and that. No, you don't, you don't stop what God's called you to do because of a sleepless night or if you're hungry or cold or without clothing or in dangers or this and that. You serve God. Your, your body will make it. I'm not a doctor. I can't give you medical advice. I'm telling you from a spiritual point of view here that you keep going. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you failed that you had to sleep this night. I mean, there's too many of us that believe this idea that we should never be in hardship or labor or sleepless nights or, or starvation or thirst or cold or not enough clothing or, you know, like you don't have enough food. You don't have enough clothing. You're, you're in danger. People don't like you from the Gentiles, from uh, desolate places, from danger and sea, among false brothers, like people around you. And then you have a, you know, a burning concern for the churches. I mean, you just, you're carrying a lot. There's nothing wrong with these things happening to you. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that you should embrace and like go after them. But if it happens, it doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean God's mad at you. It doesn't mean any of that. And it's not a reason to stop. It's not a reason just to give up. It's not a reason to throw your hands in the air and say, oh, I just, you know, I can't take anymore. No, it's a reason to press into the glory. It's a reason to press in to really understand who God is. It's a reason to say, here's an opportunity to practice perseverance, patience, long-suffering. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to use the strength of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to learn how to pray in this. I'm going to learn how to change my perspective. I'm going to learn how to move my situation. I'm going to learn how to not allow these things to dictate my tomorrow or even my today. And you don't let the enemy get in your head and tell you, well, you wouldn't be starving or you know, pick one of these if God was with you. No, it doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that at all. It means that if you're going through things, you're going through them. But you go through them and you keep going and you never give up. You never quit. You never uh, just lay down and just let the enemy run all over you or let life run all over you. You got to get up. You got to keep going. Life is not gentle. If you haven't noticed, life can be a little difficult. You've, you've got to stand and take control of the environment that God's blessed you in. In other words, the territory you have, the environment, your household, uh, things that you can control. And you have to own them. You, you can't just let them just move in the wind and let anything come and go uh, in your uh, sphere of influence or in your sphere of authority. You have to own these things. You have to take authority of them. Your household is the household of a Christian. The Holy Spirit is dwelling in your household. Your children, they, they are your protection because you are a parent, right? You have authority. You have anointing. You have power. These things, they're, they're not the evidence of failure or weakness. What they are are opportunities to prove to yourself that you believe in the supernatural. You believe in the eternal purpose of God more than the things that are temporal that you can see. When I was a very young man, uh, my father had a stomach flu one time. And he was laying in bed and he was, I mean, he was sick, sick. And you know, for a little kid to see your dad sick, uh, it's a big deal because we never see our dads down. Uh, and he said, well, I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to pray for everyone I can think of. Every single person I can think of. And so my father with the flu and going from the bathroom back to a trash can and back to the bathroom, in between it, we could hear him praying in the spirit. Uh, we could hear him praying for people. And he just spent the whole time he was sick praying for other people, just bringing them up to God. Anyone that he thought of, and I mean everybody that was on his mind. Think about how many people you could pray for. If you had four hours of nothing else to do but pray for people, and I know what you're thinking, you'd run out of people. No, you would not. You know a lot more people than you think you do. 
And so we grew up with this when we were down or when something happened. It was an opportunity to, to, to build your faith. It was an opportunity to really press into God. And it was an opportunity to really see if we were fair, well, you understand this, fair weather Christians. In other words, if we only loved God when things were good. If we only really uh, were bold and, and, and loud in our prayers and uh, really believed in the power of the Holy Spirit when everything was working. But that's not when you really see what you're made of as a Christian. When you see what you're made of as a Christian is when you're in perils or danger or persecuted or imprisoned or beaten or starving. That's when you find out what's in you. These are the times where you can really judge what you have with God on the absolute, uh, you know, very deep internal level of, of what you have an understanding of God, what you have an understanding of the Holy Spirit. Not when everything's working out. It's when you get a call and nothing's going right. You know, the, the bank, the, the bank account, everything's just not going right. That's when you can say, by faith, I'm going to choose to believe God over the reality of these bills, of what I see in front of me. I'm going to believe God in them. And it's not just enough to say I believe God. It is, I'm going to live in that glory. I'm going to live in that, that I'm a born-again child of God. I'm going to choose to live even in sickness, even in weakness, even in these things that I don't want as a Christian. I rebuke them as a Christian. But if they happen to find me, I'm going to praise God in them. I'm going to pray in them. I'm going to still read my Bible. And I'm going to press in. In other words, I'm, I'm going to go do what God called me to do. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. You know, there's been times that I was preaching the next day and it'd be four in the morning, five in the morning, the sun would come up. I still wouldn't be asleep and I would get up and I would drive, get up out of bed because there's no point in waking up. I never slept and I would go and I'd preach a sermon and we'd minister and prophesy and we have a great time and my flesh would tell me as soon as it hit one in the morning, two, three, oh, you're not going to make it four or five, you can't go without sleep, six, seven, you know, all the thoughts you have. And yet the strength of the Lord would carry me through that entire day. And you say, well, you know, how do we get, how do we get to, well, because I would, I would uh, remember Bible verses. I would bring my remembrance of things that I've known from a child. And most of you know this from Bible stories where Elijah outran a chariot. God gave him supernatural strength. Three Hebrew boys were in a fire and he didn't even smell like smoke. The rope burned off of them. Didn't even smell like smoke, right? Uh, we have stories of jawbones taking out armies and walls falling down and just miraculous things that God has done with people all through Scripture in the purpose of building the kingdom. So when it comes to kingdom building, and I've got something I have to do, and one of these things would happen, it's not going to get me to stop from doing it because... I believe and I put my faith into the things that are eternal, the things that are real, the things that God has called you to do. So have I been in ministry broke? Absolutely. Uh, have we been where we don't know how we're paying the, the mortgage on a building? Yes. Or the electric? Absolutely. Have we bought chairs before we could pay for them because we had people coming? Or uh, Yeah, you always step out in faith and there's always a reason not to. Have there been times where you want to quit the ministry and just give up? Hey, anyone in ministry who tells you they never felt like that is probably not telling you the truth. Uh, every one of us in ministry gets to the point where you just want to throw your hands and say, well, what's the point? But you do it and you go. Have I been places where I pulled in and said, I don't want to minister here? Absolutely. But you keep going. Now, have I perfected this? Not at all. And I'm not telling you this like I've arrived. There's, there's no arrival. We keep working towards it. 
But I'm just giving you examples that it can be done. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you what to do with your health. But it can be done to where your light temporary affliction, and that's how you have to see them, your light temporary affliction. And my father on, uh, I guess, 2000, yeah, somewhere around August of 2000, uh, he passed away from, uh, it doesn't matter, but he passed away uh, from a sickness. And I remember him saying, we were talking, and I remember him saying a couple things to me. And one of them was never give up. That was something I kept my whole life. And, and well, my whole life, I hope to the rest of it as well. And the other part was, he told me, he's just going home. And this is the way he's going there. It might not be the way I'd have picked, might not be the way anyone picked, but he was just in a light affliction going home. In other words, he was losing his body, but he's just going home. It's not the end. It's just the end of this body. And his attitude was, in, for Christ, it is to, to live and to die is gain. Right? And so, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Think about that. To live is Christ and to die is gain. And so, you know, we lose these bodies, we go home. It's a light affliction. It's a light affliction going through uh, the loss of what we all know someday we will. But we're going home. We're, we're, we're going home. We're going to glory. It's a light affliction to press through a hard day of faith when you just nothing's working financially or physically or your children or whatever's going on. It's a hard day, but it's a light affliction. It's a light affliction. Joy comes in the morning. For the joy set before me endured the cross. There's so many examples of the joy of the Lord being our strength. You have to get yourself to a point where there is no promise of an easy Christian life. You got to get yourself to a point where there's no promise of every night you're going to sleep. You got to get yourself to a point where there's no promise that every morning you wake, you're going to feel like getting up and running a mile. You got to get to a point where that stuff doesn't matter. Where you almost say to yourself, flesh, I don't know what you're going to do tomorrow, but I know what I'm going to do. I know that tomorrow I'm getting up. I'm going to serve God. What if your flesh gives out? Now listen, I've tried to go to church already and was thrown up on my feet on the way there and couldn't go. But you try, right? Again, I'm not a doctor, but I'm saying you keep going. I've been already where I hurt so bad, said there's no way. And you get in that Bible study and the strength of the Lord and you feel great and you're so glad that you went. You've got to keep pressing in. Keep pushing on. Never look at what is temporal. Always look at what is eternal. Always look at an opportunity to build yourself and to build in the kingdom. And I know you're going to say, well, how do you do that when you're down and I don't feel like it? You won't feel like it. And I can't tell you I feel like it. But this is why it's so important to surround yourself with strong Christians, with people that are strong. They, their conversations are strong. They speak faith. They encourage you. They, they will push you. They'll give you the truth. You don't want to hang out with a bunch of people who live in excuses. They live in like a victim mentality. They live with everything's always wrong. The sky's falling. The world's ending where it's all over. No, you want to live with people that say, hey, you know, if the Lord said we can do it, we're going to do it. We're going to keep going. Yeah, they'll convict you and they'll make you feel like, man, I don't know. Uh, I, shouldn't, uh, I, I shouldn't be complaining about these things. But listen, this is how we grow. Now, I don't tell you to hang out with someone who says they never, they never, they never. I don't like nevers because never plants an idea in your head that if it happens to you, you're doing something wrong. I don't like nevers. I like people who are strong in the Lord that says no matter what happens to me today, I'm serving God. No matter what I go through tomorrow, I'm serving God to the best of my ability. 
And when I'm down, uh, when I'm having a day where I feel like I just don't want to keep going, when I'm going through one of these or things that aren't even listed here, I'll call, uh, I'll reach out with a text to one of them, uh, one of the men in my life who are strong, and they will not let me just give up. They will not let me just lay down. Now, I know when I call them, and I want you to hear this, I know when I call them, I know what they're going to say to me. And I know who I can call who will coddle me and, and, and make me feel okay and, and almost give you permission to be in that. And I, so I know who to call. And I know you know who to call. And I know you know what kind of church to go to. And I know you know what kind of ministry to hang out with. And I know you know what teachings to listen to. We know this about ourselves. It's not a surprise. We know when someone's stepping on uh, one of our excuses and it gets on our nerves. And we know when people will embrace our excuse and it, it makes us feel better. But people, you will never grow hanging out with people who live in excuses. You will never grow hanging out with people who justify submitting to the things that are temporal. You'll never grow. I'm not saying always be easy with people who look for eternals. I'm not saying it'll always work out the way you want it. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you, it's always better if you're going to fail. And I don't like this word, but I'm just saying it for this, uh, this context. If you're going to fail, it's always better to fail moving forward in the kingdom of God. Because you're not failing, you're learning. You only fail when you don't do anything. You're only failing when you give up and stop. But you're not failing moving forward in the kingdom of God. You move forward in the kingdom of God and it doesn't work. You're growing. You're learning. You're maturing. You're not failing. Failing is giving up and quitting. Failing is saying, well, I've been in dangers of rivers and robbers and countrymen and prison and beat. I'm done. This is too much. No, that's failing. And that's where you need to have someone tell you, get up. Get up off uh, that thing. Get away from that thing. Go get some strong, better friends. Stop hanging out with people who live in excuses. Start living at a higher standard in your life, a higher calling for your life. Am I saying these things won't happen to you? Absolutely not. Hear me and hear me and hear me on this. As long as you are in the natural, you live in a body, you will come to the laws of humanity. God can change those laws put you in a fire, outrun a chariot, all kinds of things. But the law of humanity is they all have a timestamp. None of us live in these things forever. Don't be shocked and spend your whole life trying to prevent the greatest gift that happens to every Christian, the day we lose these and we become with the Lord. Uh, don't strive to get there today, but I'm telling you, don't put your energy into preserving which what someday, when you lose it, you're going to be so happy. You're going to be in heaven saying, oh, I wish I would have got here sooner. Don't get there today. However, don't spend your whole life trying to keep something that's not staying. It's, it's not eternal. We know this. There's graveyards everywhere that prove we're not eternal in the flesh. And there's a host of heaven who prove that we are eternal in who God has made us as people. And that right there, that is your joy. That is the glory that is exceeding that you can't even comprehend. That is our strength in getting up. That is what drives us to that place that says, I'm not going to do this anymore. Not doing it. What if it hurts? Then we do it while we hurt. What if it's hard? Then we do it while it's hard. What if we, what if we, what if we? Well, we keep going. We keep going. We keep going. We keep going. And if it gets to a point where we can't get up and we can't keep going, then we pray. We spend the day reading the Bible. We spend the day praising God, praying for our loved ones, praying for everyone. We do kingdom work. 
because we're kingdom-minded people. Uh, the only time we have off is when we're sleeping. And even in your sleep, God can give you dreams. So, you know, we're never really off the clock as far as clocking out, are we, of kingdom builders. That's our job. And I want to encourage you to encourage yourself and encourage those around you. And if you don't have a strong church, I know you're going to say, I'm going to put a plug in for us. Well, I, obviously I would, and I'm going to. But if you don't have a strong church, find one. I know people listen and watch us from all over. Give us a call. Let us help you find a place. Uh, you can always watch us on Zoom and that, but it's good to be in real person in the presence of you know God and with fellow believers. And so if you don't have that, and if you can't get to our church, we plan at Victory Global, if you can't come to what PFM is doing, Zoom, reach out to us. But let us help you find strong men and women that'll keep you moving forward. And I want to tell you this, and this is a fact. When you make that decision and you decide that today's going to be a day that I'm going to start living out of what is eternal and what is not temporal, you will lose some friends and you will make some people upset with you and they will feel like you're passing them or you're not being kind, you're not listening. And you know, I don't have an answer for that other than you have to decide for your life because you only have one of them. You only have one life, one time to serve God. I, I have friends too and I have family, I have people I love, but I only have one life and you only have one life. This is it. You give this to God. And if people aren't encouraged by your decision to move forward and to make the changes you need and aren't encouraged to live a life in what is eternal, then you just pray for them, but you keep going. Don't ever become a partaker of another man's sin. And I'm not saying that sin, but not to obey God when you know to obey him is a sin in itself. You press on towards the high call. You get yourself stirred up. You build yourself up. You find that strong place and you get around strong believers with authority and with power and anointing and understanding and you grow. And I mean, you grow from a place that you thought you'd never get to where God has appointed you and then you start helping others grow as well. And listen, we pray for those who want to stay in that place, the victims who stay in that place of hurt all the time. And I know it's hard. You're talking, you're listening to a guy who for 13 years, 13 years, had a tremendous torment, 13 years, that tried to take my life, a it was not a joke, and I don't get into the details because not everyone needs to know, but it was real, and every day I would get up, and every day press in and press forward, and I didn't feel like it, I wanted to just crawl into a hole, sometimes I was, I was stuck in a bathroom for three or four days, it was that bad, the fear, and the, the anxiety of it all, but you keep going. And you keep going, and you keep going, and you look back and you say, that was almost you know, two decades ago. What a light affliction that was in comparison to the glory of God. And I'm telling you, you can get there as well. I guarantee through the Lord, through his word, through the power of his Holy Spirit, surround yourself with strong men and women. You can get there too. And I'm not saying in the future, you'll never have to. I Listen, I do this daily, daily. And weekly, monthly, yearly, I keep the evaluation in me and keep surrounded by strong men and women. And when I don't, I will see a slipping back uh, in my life. And so we need spiritual pause in our life. We need strong men and women. Uh, and I don't want to get into a whole nother teaching on that. Uh, we're out of time here. But I hope this encouraged you. Uh, I hope this strengthened you and, and stirred you up. Uh, and I hope that's getting you to a point where you say, hey, I, I want to I wanna get up. I want to start moving forward. I'm, I'm tired of this 
this mindset and this. You're, you're right. This is a light affliction. It's a light affliction because, listen, in the end, our goal, all of our goal, is to go home and be with the Lord. That's the glory. That's the glory. That's where we want to be in heaven. But until then, we've got to do kingdom work. And we cannot get distracted by things that are temporal. Change your perspective tonight. Change where you put your, your eyesight and your attention. And I'm telling you, you will start to see a change. Not because it's a magical formula, but because it's a biblical truth. Biblical truth. The Lord will not fail you. He will not let you down. He will not turn his back on you. He will reward you for seeking him. He will. Not that that's your reward, but God loves you. He died for you. These promises in your Bible are for you for today in 2023. They have not changed. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I want to pray with you. I, I hope you're encouraged. As always, go to our website for everything that is happening, pffministries.org. Uh, thank you for those who partnered with the ministry in prayer. Thank you, thank you. Doors are opening. We can see God moving. Those who have partnered with us uh, financially and in prayer, thank you very much. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do any of this. So thank you, thank you uh, for all your support and for sharing the videos and the social media, YouTube and the podcast. Thank you very much for helping us get the word out there. Uh, and I want to encourage you, and don't give up. Amen? Don't give up. I'll pray with you. Uh, and I want you to really believe that this could be uh, the turning point in your life. Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for a boldness and a, a, a courage inside of us, for your anointing and your authority in our life, that we would look at this situation in life as light afflictions, that when we're down and out, we can't keep going. We would say, Father, we choose to make this situation about you. No matter what it is, we're going to pray. We're going to uh, you know, we're going to sing praises to you. We're going to pray for other people. We're going to read your Bible. We're going to we're going to build a kingdom, Father, in any circumstance. And we're going to ask for your strength and our weakness to be perfected, that we may be able to keep going. And for those that are really struggling tonight, God, that your anointing would touch them, that your Holy Spirit would quicken them tonight, that you would heal their body, that you would heal their mind, that you would heal their emotions and their heart. That, Father, in Jesus' name, you would put healing in their body. That you would remove any demonic influences from their life. That you would open up the storehouses of heaven. That you would bless them financially. That you would keep their children safe and protected. That you would release uh, the Psalms 91 protection over all that's near and dear to them. That, God, you would get them to move in their gift. And their calling and their uh, anointings would come alive. That, God, you would release signs and wonders and healings, deliverance, prophecy, that you would release these gifts of pastors, apostles, evangelists, uh, teachers. That, Father, prophets would come alive. That, God, you would send out as into the marketplace, the workplace, into the schools, wherever you have them, as walking prayer cloths of your anointing. That, God, you would get them excited about having their hand in the kingdom, about working beside fellow brothers and sisters. That you would lead them to the right church, the right ministry. You would give them the right pause in their life, and you would give them the ability to receive those pause in their life and to take the counsel, God, without offense, without getting upset. Father, we pray that you would do what needs to be done in our life, that we may mature and develop into the man or the woman that you have called us to be in great purpose, in understanding your authority, 
and never backing down and always moving forward and a call in our life to never give up. We will never lay down. We will never give up. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. To live is Christ and to die is gain. What a blessing. What a promise we have from you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Again, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. Uh, this was Spirit Life, and I want to encourage you uh, to listen to it a couple times. And as always, thank you very much uh, for all of your support and the videos and the prayer and the finances. And we're also in the middle of a fundraiser right now, raising money for our Windsor location, where our Victory Global Church, our first one, is planted. And so you can go right to the website if you want to be a part of that. And we thank you for any participation you can in there. Uh, but please give with a joyful heart. Uh, and don't give to go in debt. Give out of your abundance. We don't want anyone to cause financial problems in your life. Uh, we just want to ask you if you want to be a part of kingdom building alongside Power for Freedom Ministry. So we thank you. Listen, we love you. We're for you. If you need us, reach out. God bless you. You have a good night. Amen, amen, amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.